0: Hey, it's Madison the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. One of my uh, favorite people uh, on the planet is my next guest, and he is the founder, executive chairman, and I don't think he's retired, but maybe officially the retired CEO of C-SPAN, and that's Brian Lamb. And, and Brian, is, thank you. We have not talked in a long time I was watching uh, an interview uh, one evening that uh, a couple of folks were were questioning you about the origin of of C-SPAN, and I said, you know, my I, I want my audience to understand you and how C-SPAN uh, got started. The one thing we have in common: we're both from the Midwest. I'm from Ohio. You're from um, Indiana. Um, you think that makes a difference in in our upbringing that we're not part of this East Coast, Washington, New York,
1: Boston group? That's Joe. How are you? I'm <laughs> fine, Brian. <laughs> I haven't talked talk to you for so long. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Mid, the Midwesterners have a reputation of being a little less, a little less self centered, a little a little more laid back but it's like everything people are deep down the same everywhere it just depends on the world that you live in as to what you look like from outsiders
0: and and by the way your world changed as i as i was watching the interview when you left indiana and went what went east i was it to join the navy or or to school or what
1: yeah as we go to the navy i grew up in Lafayette, Indiana. I went to Purdue University, which is right there. And I'd been out of the town, but not like it was when I went in the Navy. That was really, for me, it's probably the most important thing I've ever done. Why? To get away from um, the environment that you grew up in is just very educational. You know that. I mean, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the young lady that set this up between you and me today is from Dayton, Ohio. You wouldn't have known that because you didn't talk to her. But um, And uh, uh, the, just travel. I did, let's just put it this way. Traveling is the greatest thing you can do to learn what the world is really like. And when you're only in your little neighborhood and all that stuff, you may understand that, but there's so much more out there. And uh, I don't travel yes. as much as I used to, and I miss it.
0: You know, I, we don't travel as much as we used to, and you're and you're absolutely right. I I forget what the figure was at one point. It used to be eighty percent of Americans didn't have a passport. Um, I think it's been reduced now because <laughs> when we are in Detroit, you had to have a passport to get across the Ambassador Bridge. But um, yeah. yeah, let me let me talk about uh, uh, C-SPAN. I, I and I was. I was saying to myself before getting you on, I was just thinking to myself, I think C-SPAN is one of the most honest broadcasting mechanisms on TV. And I say that because, and you can agree or disagree on this one, because it's unedited. It's
1: it's raw. Uh, agree or disagree? Well, I I I basically agree. I must say that the great thing about, and you and I have been around, I've been around a little longer than you. I'm a little older. Um, But what we've seen happen, including XM, Sirius Sirius XM Radio, and then the ability to archive everything and the on-demand culture that we live in, uh, we were far more important in the early days than we are now because there's so much there. Uh, and everybody can find something that they believe in or that they – I mean, you've got people that listen to you every day because they believe in you. And I grew up listening to you in this town on WOL, when you were uh, – and, and the first time we ever met was when you did a pro, I think when you did a program with us. Either you did a program with me on the air or when you did our students and leaders It was both. Yeah, it was both.
0: Right, it was both. I remember that high
1: school. Yeah. Unlike your your listeners now, I knew you when you were bald and heavy. (laughs) Right. That's true. (laughs) That's
0: true. And not and not as healthy. (laughs) And and not not as healthy. And uh, and 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 go go ahead. You you were were finishing up before you cracked on me. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I wasn't cracking on you. Was getting, yeah, you that was a compliment. That was a true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, that's what happens when you get somebody from Indiana and Ohio together. <laughs> but
1: uh, <laughs> Let's uh, not get uh, off. But base. You know, <laughs> I think it's been, and this sounds like I'm being negative about season. I think it's been proven in the last, well, I don't know, let's say 25 years, that, uh, or 30 years, people go where they are the most comfortable. A lot of people don't want to hear the other side, no matter what it is. So we try every day to not get our feelings, our politics, all that involved in any way in the decision process. It's not perfect by any means. So at least people know that that's our goal. That's our mission. And they also know that for n- no money, they can call up anything we've done free and look at it on their computer or for that matter. You can look at it on your yeah. television set. Our, that's right. That's right. Archive. Yeah.
0: Now, let, but, let me ask you. C-SPAN – it started off C-SPAN, and then there's C-SPAN right. 2, C-SPAN three, 3, and then yep. C-SPAN radio.
1: Um, yep. it, can you explain the difference? yes um c-span one's always going to carry the house when it's in session no matter what's going on in the world always on c-span two you'll get the senate and on c-span three it can be anything any day at any time it's a much smaller audience because it's tucked away in the digital world but the radio station which is my first love always has been uh they can do anything they want all day long and that's as you know that's from a broadcaster standpoint, that is the ultimate in freedom is that you can put anything on there, and that just makes it a really great service, and it's, it's basically free. I don't advocate that because if we lose our cable subscriber base and our satellite subscriber base, we're out of business. So, um, you know, this is an odd place in, in an uh, – I don't think it's so odd. It's odd in the world of television and, and radio, but we're just lucky, and we're all we're, – I'm rambling here. We're we're also on all the platforms, so we're lucky to be in the business. And uh, who knows what happens ten years from now? But we've uh, we've had a good ride up till now, forty three years worth.
0: Brian Lamb is my guest. He's founder. Brian. I'm Brian. Brian Lamb is my guest, founder, chairman, uh, and, and as CEO of C-SPAN, retired now. Um, and I, you were mentioning uh, about uh, retirement. So what do you, are you retired or, or do you still, do you still show up or do, do they, are, are you consulting? What's happening now with you?
1: Well, one of the reasons that I said yes to this show, I haven't been doing this, is because once I've done your show, you have to do my podcast. So we'll talk about your book at Thank some you. point. You you work harder every day than I do. I come to the office every day. I dress up in a and a shirt and tie, and uh, I'm 80, uh, and they let me hang here, uh, which I thoroughly enjoy because I love the people around here. And um, so I am not retired. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't know when I'm going to retire. I just don't, I don't particularly even want to retire. This is, this is my life, and I love it. Yeah,
0: I'm the same way. I, I just had a meeting with uh, the powers to be, and, you know, thank God they said, you're here for life if you want to be. Oh, Thank you. I don't know what, I mean, I'd be, you know, I'd be doing what I'm, I'm doing now every day. uh, And, and anyway, let me, let me, how is, C, how is C-SPAN funded? And, and let's start initially. Well, how that, was that, it funded initially? And, and, and where, where how, how is it funding now? Because that confuses a lot of people too. They just don't know.
1: Well, it's, it is confusing. And, it's simple to explain if you subscribe to cable, which is going down, that's the, that's the bad part of this, or satellite, it's going down because the young people don't, are not interested in with all the new stuff. People don't want to pay the big bill. We get six and a quarter penny per customer that subscribes every month. So it's a little bit more than seventy-five cents a year, uh, and that per customer. And th- this is what you need to know: our height. And this is everybody in the cable business, every programmer. There were ninety-four million paying customers. Today there are sixty-four million paying customers, and that's just about six, seven years l- uh, later. Uh, and that's how fast it's going down. So it's uh, even though we have we've downsized here substantially um it's a changing world again and you've lived through all this you know how often i mean just think before xm satellite i mean it's uh xm serious i would by the way i'm a proud i was the second subscriber to xm in dc i love that because i yeah my friend my my acquaintance hugh panero who built xm in washington right Right. Uh, came out of the cable business. So I said, I want to be there. I want to be first. He said, no, I'm going to be first. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've always been. Well, what did Riley. you
0: see? What did you see in, in that? Because let me tell you, I was over, at, as you know, at WOL and, 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 and to ter- what they call terrestrial radio. And the folks in terrestrial radio, for the most part, They didn't think satellite radio was going to go anywhere. But at the same time, same thing happened with television. Who's going to pay for cable? Who's going to pay for TV? So what made you step out? What made you, you know, take this, go for
1: uh, XM, satellite radio? Joe, it's the same reason that you're in it right now. Anybody that ever has been in radio absolutely loves the freedom of the industry, freedom of the medium. And when I heard that XM and and uh, eventually Sirius, when they both came, you yeah, know, there were separate companies at the time, I was so excited because it meant that I had all this choice. It's just a matter of choice. As you know, more than anybody, there was no black radio station heard nationwide until XM came along. And that gave not only you but others, especially on the urban uh, channel, uh, mm-hmm. an opportunity mm-hmm. to be heard mm-hmm. all across the country. You and I have talked yeah. about that before. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what the, yeah,
0: I said. I'm stepping out on faith on this one. Yeah, yes. It's oh, the
1: okay. same thing I had here that when we started, everybody could be heard that was a member of Congress, and they weren't being heard at the time. They were. It was selective. It still is very selective on everybody's channel. And that was the idea here: that even if you weren't a big name, or you didn't have a committee chairmanship, uh, or you weren't a leader in in the House or the Senate, as you participated in the process, you could be seen. And that's come true. And that's always been uh, a favorite thing of mine. Looking back on on uh, the one one of the most important things that we did.
0: The the did you run into, or what type of opposition, if any, did you run into? when you proposed putting a camera in the uh in the chambers on and uh, of uh, and, and the committee uh, uh rooms and then let me piggyback have you considered the united states supreme court
1: well it's like everything joe in the house even though um i had to do two things i say i uh, this place wouldn't be here without a tremendous number of people in the cable business and, and, and others. But I had to worry about would cable ever carry something called the House of Representatives? And then you had to look at the House, which loves to control everything about its own operation. Would they ever allow cameras in? And in the end, this is not an unusual tale. It was Tip O'Neill who said, I endorse this, and the game was over. The minute he said, I endorse this, it was voted in and we were off and running. And as far as the court is concerned, Chief Justice Rehnquist was not for television. He played with us in the early days about letting us come to the court, do some live shows over there, not in the room itself, but in the press room. He cut that off eventually. And then Chief Justice Roberts came in and we got the impression that he might be more friendly to television. But he looked at what is going on in the television world, in the House and the Senate, and said, not a chance. I don't want Mm -hmm. television in here. And so he's been the strongest influence in that court. And every time a new member comes along, I noticed that uh, Justice to be Brown Jackson kind of fumbled through that one, as they all do, saying, I have to wait and see in the court. And I know exactly what's going to happen, because before her, Many have gotten on that court and said, "I'm for television." They get on there, and their colleagues tell them, uh, when they're sitting around the table, "You are not for it. We're not going there." And they don't. <laughs> yeah, that that's true.
0: Yeah, you know, I wonder what their what what is their opposition? Do they tell you what their opposition is? That what is it? Uh, people will play to the cameras, not just the justices, but even maybe the 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 uh, lawyers that argue before the supreme court
1: i think anything you can think of is what some of them think of including the fact they don't want uh notoriety although they get more notoriety today than they ever did i mean i remember when ruth bader ginsburg was in her last couple years she was out on the circuit all the time appearing on all the programs and she became a celebrity and she was active in that process um they it's like everything. <clears throat> the um, They worry about people in our business taking them out of context. And when they make a slip in the court or they say something that's unusual, and it's true, you know this, Joe, that, that people will abuse the system and go out and make a big, big deal out of some misstep. They do it right now with, Uh, Joe Biden, they did it with Donald Trump. Uh, It's become part of our business. And that's, I think, I think that's their biggest fear. They don't want the court to be made, um, you know, uh, a a broadcaster's uh, fun time. Do you, does
0: does C-SPAN pay attention? Are you impacted by
1: the ratings? Not yet. (laughs) For 43 years, the ratings have never mattered. Um, and, you know, we know enough about the audience out there that th- th- this is not the most popular channel in, in, in the United States. Um, and we've never had to worry about that. It's just been out there as a public service. But things are going to tighten up in the next five to 10 years because. We don't know how far the loss is going to go on the cable subscribers, but if it keeps going down at the rate it's going down now, it's going to be mm-hmm. a very small base, and um, it doesn't appear it doesn't appear that it's going to stop for for mm-hmm. any time
0: soon. I, I hope not. I mean, I and when I started this discussion with you, Ron, I and and I, I you know I said it, and I was very honest. I think it's the most honest. Uh, entity on in in the media because what you see and the reason i said that what you see is what you get Uh, especially when those cameras are on the floor i mean uh, yes and and that's what that's exactly uh what you what you get and i also uh hope that it, it does continue um yeah, final question, and I know this has probably been asked a hundred times, but there may be people out there that just don't know. What does C-SPAN stand for? What do the acronym stand for? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so simple, but yet it's so confusing. Cable, satellite, public affairs, network. All right, that's it.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that, to be honest. I guess yeah, I and, know that,
1: you know, that. I don't know if... I i name it that again. At the time, it you needed to have an acronym of some kind in our business, as you know. Um, you've been known as the Black Eagle for so long, everybody oh, knows yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told a couple of people I was about to go on your show, and they said, oh, the Black Eagle. I mean, they, you know, you've, yeah. it works. Yeah. It work. uh, That's marketing right. Marketing works. works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but... It, now, and 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 if it, let me here, here's it I shouldn't you know somebody once told me the final question, it was Larry King said so it always should be based on the last answer, and he was absolutely right um, <clears throat> if you had to do it <clears throat> all over again, is there anything you would change
1: that's a that's a question that I've asked myself a lot, and the only thing I would have done as a non business trained. I was never trained in business. Um, I would have started with more money in the bank. But having said that, we're the only cable television network in this country that has no debt. And the game in America is debt, debt, debt. And so it's it's odd that that we didn't have enough in the beginning to have the best equipment. Uh, We're doing great now but we don't have any debt. We have money in the bank and that's going to protect us from having to, uh, to get out of this business as the numbers go down. But, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't understand money. We now have people who, uh, run this place who got their hands around the money, do a very good job of it. And, uh, somebody once told me years ago, and boy, are they right. Uh, uh, don't, Think you have the answers to everything. Hire people that <clears throat> can do what you can't do, and let them go. Yeah, that's the uh, Henry Ford <laughs> uh, approach. You
0: know, I don't know anything about uh, accounting. That's why I hired the best accountants. And and uh, and, <laughs> it's and, the, true. and I don't know anything. about it's true, I don't know anything <laughs> about the law. There, there's this, it's this story about <clears throat> he had buttons on his desk. So he would, you know, summon in the accountant or the chief financial officer, and <clears throat> I always tell my audience. Uh, I think it was an, one of the last times we did an interview. Uh, my dear friend, and you knew him and interviewed him, Dick Gregory, and I think I remember this story accurately that you said you had you interviewed Dick Gregory, and he was the only person you asked one question. And he went for
1: 30 minutes, and and that was the end of the interview. You've got a great memory. It actually was 32 minutes, uh, (laughs) and it still is the longest answer in the history of (laughs) (laughs) C-SPAN. You'd be out of business if somebody did that to you.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. Excuse me. He did it all the time
1: to me. (laughs) (laughs) But see, well, I used to of, listen to him on your show, and also Kathy Hughes' show when oh, she it, was doing a show. on w. That's right,
0: right. But you know, I got to tell you this true story. Dick would show up in the studio, and and we and he would he would have an array of pills, minerals, <laughs> sauces. I mean, not sauces, but salts, all kind of and 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 then he would be mixing them. While he's while we're doing the while we're doing the interview, but he there, was something else. Oh I'll yeah, yeah, yeah! What a spirit! What a spirit! It, knowledge, yeah. knowledge is power. Yeah. Well, you know, thank you so much for taking the time. I really do mean that because when I saw that interview, I said, you know, my audience really needs to know more about C-SPAN, and 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 then you know, please, folks, this, you know, you really, when it comes to dealing with public policy. This is the place to uh uh to go and, and uh I I I hope it enlightens the audience and and that more eyes will get over to uh uh to uh, C SPAN.
1: Uh, uh, we wa- matter of fact we watched out. the
0: we watched the bill signing, the uh Emmett Till uh anti lynching bill sign- on C SPAN. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, yesterday. Yeah.
1: So I'm glad and you've you guys had. Are I there. Just, I've got on your your website. You've had some great guests that you've, you're drawing, uh, which is really uh, a credit to you knowing how to do this business.
0: Well, I appreciate that, and we'll talk again. And I'll get a copy of uh, the book, my first book. I, gee, I, I don't know if I can do it again, but uh, I have newfound respect for authors and editors. I really do because uh, it's well, not an easy you, thing. You should
1: know, if you haven't looked, that you're number one this morning under the category political literature criticism.
0: No, I have not looked. Thank you.
1: Now, I'm, I'm not know. sure you like the company, but you might. The number two <laughs> under that category <laughs> is the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Damn. But, in fairness, the number 15 is how to read Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, let me let you go. We'll, we'll, we're having
0: too much fun. <laughs> Have a great Please day. Please send me
1: that book, and then you're, you're obligated <laughs> to do the podcast with me, and I'll call uh, you later.
0: I, I'm going to drop it off in person. <laughs> okay, then. Thank you. All right. Let's, Thank let's you take. Know. Okay. God bless you. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel One Twenty Six, or anytime on the Sirius XM app.